the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where gold, the best kind of gold. What a legend. What a champion. G'day, 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 sports fans. Welcome to this week's Maybe Daily. Or next week's, depending on when you're listening to it. Whoa! Whoa. We are sponsored by the good folk at mintsports.com.au, doing great oh things yeah, for baby. and each other. We're also sponsored by Whoa. Triple P, PPP. That's Ricky Chicken Nixon's new political party, the Pro Poultry Party. I don't know about sport and politics, but I like the sound of this. <laughs> Mason, welcome. Triple P is for you and me. Hello. How are you? Hello. How are you? Hello. Should we start with a prayer? Let us pray, Mace. Mm. Let us pray that the Indian curators split the difference and give us a pitch that lasts approximately four to five Mm. days next time. Although we are are recording this on day five and there's a strong chance Australia shit the bed and lose this. Let us also pray that NBA players stop wielding weapons around. Hey, quit it, guys. Not a good look. And let us pray that the Canberra Faders hold on to a goddamn lead in 2023. That one's personal for me. Milk's gone bad. The milk's gone bad, boys. (laughs) It's not supposed to be green. In the name of... This could be tough. Mal. Mal. Smell my finger. finger Meninga. Meninga. John. John. J. Alexander. Alexander. Zali from Frozen Chicken Stegel. I've ruined that word. <laughs> this sounded like and a really good idea at the start. Again. No, didn't. We knew it was bad. <laughs> and Glenn, Glenn the, the Brick, brick eyes. with Eyes. The Brick with Eyes. Uh. Lazarus. <laughs> Lazarus. Ah, uh, pen. Uh, Worst one we've ever done. Little postscript. Let us pray that we get the prayer right next time. <laughs> Hey, Glenn the Brick with Eyes Lazarus is, to my knowledge, the only Australian Rugby League player to win a premiership with three different clubs. So much so my voice just broke. (laughs) I thought you were going to say with three eyes. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only Cyclops to win being a brick with some sort of ocular function. Isn't that amazing? I've got something in my eyes. What is it? Mortar. Oh, okay. My eyes, the goggles do nothing. Quick Chicken Nixon story. Yeah, tell me. Of him being a, he's a stand-up guy, apparently. Absolute great bloke out there, you, as, you, as you've probably heard. Doesn't know how to sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you mean he doesn't know how to sit down? Because he's a stand-up guy. <laughs> I thought you had a story about him too. Yeah, I've got a few stories about him, mate, but unfortunately <laughs> there, uh, there are some legal implications if oh, I tell them. Oh, yeah, he's a real... Actually, I do have one. Go. You go first. Okay, okay. I'll do my Chicken Nixon story first. At the races, mm. I wasn't there, but a good friend of mine, good friend of the pod, Shields. Friend of the pod. Best in the Vatha. He was at the races with a few friends, and Chicken mm. Nixon <laughs> stole one of the girls' phones <laughs> at the races and got caught doing it. What? 
big brouhaha happened just out of nowhere. He's like, you stole a phone. No, I didn't. Stole a phone. That schoolgirl over there says you stole her phone. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> so it's this big, big fracas starts happening. They, the guy who fights him and Chicken Nixon getting kicked out. What, physical? They got physical? Yeah, it got physical. They got kicked out of the races, and all my mate, poultry in motion. My mate's friend was saying was, <laughs> my mate's friend was saying, "You're no good, Ricky. You're no good. You're no good, Ricky." <laughs> and that became the call. You know, good of the Ricky. Footy was club. The call. If something was no good, it was Ricky Nixon. So you'd be like, "Oh, oh that's that game Ricky. we played today is absolutely Ricky Nixon." It was one of the great. You know, good Ricky. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's him stealing a phone? What is he doing? doing? Mate, it's a good thing he's not in the NBA. He would have got shot at, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. How's um, Ricky Nixon talk about not being any good? His sub-editor is no good. He brought out a book, <laughs> buggered if I know what it was about. It was written in Crayola with pop-up pictures. But he, he put in the text of the novel a hyperlink for the computer. So it's like, obviously what? for the computer. So it'd be like, oh, yeah, I got brought up in some article here. And then it was like in print, in ink, on paper, www.whatever, no. underlined. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, mate, it's not going to pop up blue on my Word document. <laughs> I'm reading a book. Well, looks like we got ourselves a reader. Chicken. Chicken Come Nixon. Come on, chicken. Heck, oh, it's the nickname. Are you Chicken. <laughs> Nothing but a little chicken. Hey, mate. Yeah. A week's a long time in life and an eternity in sport. How's yours been? Mm, my week's been pretty non-eventful. I'm okay. Okay. I'm having a okay. second baby, okay. uh, apparently. <laughs> Fair way to drop the info. Welcome to the Maybe Daily. He's got swimmers. I keep forgetting that like we meet people and they're like, oh, you're having a kid. And I'm like, oh, I am too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how did they yeah, find right. out? I didn't even tell them. But they you know. didn't even know. know. How do they know? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had a root in two years. You're like, really? Really? <laughs> does that work? Am I? Oh, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. So the the kids due in August. Congratulations, boy. mate. Thank Congratulations. You, mate. Another boy. Oh, another gold medal, as one of my bosses in England used to say. Did I ever tell you about that boss? No. I had a boss in England on a work site once that was one of the worst blokes God ever shoveled guts into, and mm. there was a guy on our site who just had his first kid. And he came to work like the next day mm. and he's showing photos and we're all at Smoko going, that's awesome, mate. That's so good. We'll go for a beer later. Mm. It was a little girl, all healthy and happy and all the rest of it. And we're all, you know, back slapping and giving kudos and all the rest of it. And the foreman, the boss comes over and leans over the shoulder and goes, would well, you have a girl? Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with silver. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Mate. Jesus. He wouldn't last long in politics. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't last long in that job. Oh, no. I don't think it was anything to do with him. Unfortunately, it was my work. Yeah. Gee whiz. Yeah. Oh, that's good, mate. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. We, Any ideas on a name? We've got a few going. We've got a few. We'll keep it a secret. We're going to keep it a secret until oh. he's born. And Well, you kept the bloody pregnancy a secret <laughs> from yourself, so you might as well keep the name under wraps. Well, explain all the, th- the vomiting that Mel's doing at the moment. You know, why are you always vomiting? It's like, oh, yeah, you're pregnant. But I'll tell you what, mm. it's starting to get annoying. The vomiting. Yeah. Okay, mate. Not winning. You're not. We're not winning any favors over from half of the world's population here. Hey, you know how you're gestating an entire human and it's going to come plopping out of you for juts? Ease up on the spews. Yeah. Nah. Zero sympathy. Should we sit there and we'll be talking that out of nowhere? Uh, I'm like, oh, for God's sake. 
But hang on, what are you talking about? Because it might be a reaction true, to your conversation. Because be you might be going like, what do you want for dinner? Oh, I've got poo on my hands. I'm going to have some vindaloo and <laughs> drop hot snakes. <laughs> I don't think it's a pregnancy, she always, Mate, she always does it at like weird times. Like we'll be like, oh, Parker needs to be changed. She's not Ooh. doing it on purpose, <laughs> mate. What are you on about? Oh, no, I've got to make dinner. <laughs> like, uh, it's like clockwork. Oh, my God. It's like clockwork. Did you go to the birth? Did you go to the first birth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Parker's yeah. birth? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to you. Yeah, it was no big deal. I was there. Right, <laughs> mate. I was there on the night. I can hold hands and tell her to breathe. Yeah, good on you. But like, I, I've witnessed that. And it blows my mind that chicks who are mums yeah. don't talk about it 24-7. Oh, yeah. Sitting down with each other, like, sharing war stories. <laughs> like, we go to the pub, and it's blokes talking about their under-19 premiership where they had a busted thumb. Turns out it was all right, but it looked like it was dislocated. I've seen a body come out of a pee hole. <laughs> I think that's how it works. <laughs> I skipped that. Uh, lesson of sex ed Doctor Doctor Didn't come out of the pee hole Is it going to be okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it will Be fine Be fine The thing with the vomiting Is that it got to a point Where like She's vomiting all the time Ugh, What an annoyance She told me I, I know Ugh. And then she's like I wasn't coming up Like I wasn't giving her A pat on the back When she was throwing up enough mm. You're not caring enough What am I supposed to do Start fucking caring Hey you know what <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell anyone how to work their relationship, clearly. I mean, I couldn't get a root in a monkey whorehouse with a fistful of bananas. But Mel, Mel just sent me a text with a fing, with her fing, middle finger up. Right now, from the other room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she wants from me. She told me to be more caring. I'm tipping number one is not to tell heaps of strangers on a podcast that you're an asshole and make her sound like she's the villain. She's done nothing wrong here, and you are not ticking True. any boxes. Now, well True. done. I'm glad. I'm glad. Congratulations. It's been a good week. Uh, it's been a really good week. Thank you. Thank you, mate. How's your week been? Not for Mel. Yeah, pretty low-key, man. Pretty low-key. Sobriety's pretty boring. I've been off the juice, and um, I regret it. What are you, what are you cackling about? Why? That's so funny. I just... You just been you nearly died two weeks oh. ago. It's <laughs> like, yeah, pretty low key. What are you fucking Wayne Bennett? Jesus Christ, get a person out. Well, it yeah, is. Right. I Not gave up bad. a ticket. I gave up my ticket. I should right now at this very stage, this you'd minute, so, I, I should be. I've got the biggest FOMO. I've got ScoMo FOMO. Oh, like because I'm not at a music festival. I spent the day at Balnarring Picnic Races, which was actually okay. It's pretty okay. good being sober and not punting at picnic races. Cheers. <laughs> Would you like to go to the strippers with a blindfold on? What's the point? Anyway, <laughs> it was actually a pretty good day out. But what I've realised being off the piss, and I'll probably cut this out because it's not right, but like, I realise that the problem with self-medicating is that it kind of works. I'm not sleeping. I'm incredibly anxious. Yeah. I realise I'm vastly sad and lonely. Booze is great <laughs> for masking all of your ina inadequacies. It's so good. Oh, and now I have to sit in my emotions and I'm like, oh, no, I don't like oh, my life. Yeah. And I have to change it with willpower. And I don't oh, have that ability. You have to so be present. <laughs> I'm okay when I'm present because I'm not thinking about yeah. how depressed I am. But at the same sure. time, I'm just physically tense. I was lying in bed the other night and I was like, why can't I sleep? And I realized my entire body was in a full body tense. It feels, Mace... Like, my skin is one size too small for me. I'm getting shrunk in my own skin. It is tight. <laughs> the walls are closing in. <laughs> Welcome back to the Maybe Daily. The walls are closing in. 
the walls of my mind are just caving in on themselves and my body is... You feel like, like you're giving birth through a pee hole. Birth through a pee hole, my friend. But you know what? <laughs> it's this fine line that I think we're all trying to straddle of escapism yeah. and reality where, sure, mm. physically I'm probably healthier than I've been for a very long time. But mm. mentally I'm shot. I'm not sleeping. I'm feeling anxious. Mm. I'm no good. Mm. So do I? where do I find the middle ground of enough booze or other things to get me to sleep but not with the haziness of the next day. It's for another podcast, and I regret bringing it up. I've got the answer. Okay. It's heroin. It's heroin. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm hard on the smack, but it's just, I like a whiskey chaser. You look like a man who sells heroin in that kimono with the long hair and everything. <laughs> I'm holding. Are we in Inglewood? No. You were in my home. Now, white people who know the difference between good shit and bad shit, this is the house they come to. Coke is fucking dead as... Dead. Heroin. It's coming back. Go see Big the kimono. He'll <laughs> help you out. Yeah. That sober guy in the corner who looks like he could really use a drink will sort you out. But you know what does sort me out, mate? Oh, it's that time of the week again. Yeah, dog. Oh, well, well, well. You guessed it. It's Billy's Diary. Oh, yeah. Now, I've got to tell you. We are running perilously yeah. low. I haven't flicked too far forward, but we've only got a few pages left of Billy's diary. So we've got to really... We could have like a ceremony for it. We should have like a... Just burn it. A ceremony for its burial. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I think like the ashes, we could burn it and we could play for we could play a sporting event for it. But whoever loses gets the diary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. We left off with the Hillsborough disaster. So things can only go up from here. Jesus Christ. It was amazing. Today was amazing. 108 kids were squashed and we got some firewood. Yeah, that's where we left off. I wonder what his boner was like on 9-11. <laughs> Today was a sexual experience. Today was amazing. A plane went into a building. I didn't think I'd be able to rub one out between both towers dropping, but I was wrong. Oh, oh, what happened to Building 6? What happened to Building 6? Oh, yes, 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 yes. That concrete doesn't look legit. Ah, oh, conspiracy. <laughs> the infrastructure would have melted. And that's me doing an impression of my brother rubbing one out between the towers falling. Should we get to the diary? <laughs> yes, yes, please. Ah, hell. Yes, yes, please. I'm very aroused. 17th of the 4th, 1989, on a Monday. Today was the first day of the quote, for some reason it's in quotation marks here, today was the first day of the mm. quote, end of first term holidays, end quote. Okay. Mm. I phoned Andrew <laughs> to see if he could play. Drewy. We played all day at my house in the morning and his house in the afternoon. Okay. A lot of playing. Yeah, a lot of being vague. Today I was vague. So no one got squashed. Pretty disappointing. The following day, 18th of the 4th, 89, Tuesday. Yeah. I've just yeah. traced some of the diary, bracket, earlier in the book, close brackets, because it was in pencil and mum said that it might fade. Strike one, mum. You're wrong. 30 years on and it's going strong in the pencil. He continues. Today... How is that an entry? I know. How is that an entry? And you know what? He said he's just traced it. The rest of the book's all pencil. This is the first bit of pen. 
So unless he wrote this in pencil, which would have started with in pencil, I've just traced some of the diary. What was it in lemon juice? And he traced it in pencil. Fucking righto, man. Mate, if I catch someone writing in lemon juice, I'm running away. Oh, yeah. You've got to iron it. You've got to iron it. You ever do that? You ever iron lemon juice or whatever? Yeah, mad fun. He goes on. Today we went to yep. town with Tia. Tia is just a, our Portuguese yeah, yeah, auntie. So oh, it's just yeah. basically Tia and Tio for auntie and uncle. Okay. Today we went to town with Tia to buy some material for some track pants. Hey, he got track pants from Tia for his birthday. So maybe this was part oh, of it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Has he ripped a part of the track pants? Unless she stuffed That's up and went, oh, I'll get you some tracky dacks and then went and got them. Anyway, he continues. We also yeah. went to Hungry Jack's and oh sweet and got one whopper, one cup of coke, one <laughs> serve of chips, and one calculator for a total of four dollars and ninety five cents. Calculator. <laughs> what the fuck? What's going on there, HJ's? <laughs> hey, did you ever hear the story of our mate Sammy P, good friend of the pod, when he used to work at Hungry Jack's back in the day when he was like 15 and he rocked up without his oh. uniform. The signs were early with Sam that he was going to be a degenerate oh and he rocked God. up and they're like, where's your uniform? He's like, ah, oh, uh, out the back. And they're like, well, no, it's not. You've just walked in and like, it's not here, clearly. Go home and get it. So like, yeah, right, I'll go home and get it. So he just walks around the city for whatever, an hour and a half or something, does nothing. Sneaks into the back and steals another chick's uniform. It's two sizes too small. Oh so he comes God. out in a Hungry Jack's midriff, <laughs> comes out to work. He's got his navel poking out. And he's just got a boob tube on with the HJ's logo on it. And they're like, what's all this about? And then fucking old love, Sandra comes out and she's like, has anyone seen my shirt? Oh my Cut God. to whiplash. Everyone looks at Sammy P. He's barely covering the nipples on Sandra's top. Did you steal Sandra's Hungry Jack's top? He's like, nah. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Tried to get away with it. He no longer works there. <laughs> he no longer works Not there. because of that, just because he's now 40 and it would have been weird. <laughs> it's so weird. The 40-year-old virgin. Calculator. Do you reckon the guy behind the desk is just looking, oh, where's my toy? And he's just like, here, have the calculator. Like, is yeah, it just something like that? Calculator. Yeah, calculator. <laughs> yeah. You look like you need to learn something. I'm going to have one on my phone when I'm older. Yeah, right, mate. <laughs> Phones are what are connected to cords at home. It's 89, dude. 55563, five, two, one. Got it? Yeah. Wait a minute. 555. Five, five. Not a real number. They only use that in the movies. Oh, shit, honey. What do you think this is? Real life? Next day, 19th of the 4th, 89, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Today, Mum went to work and Tia looked after us. I wrote eight letters, but the rest of the time, I just mucked around. At about 5pm, I came up with the idea to build a tent with our covers in the lounge. After tea, we started to build. We went to sleep at about 10pm. I was fun. Oh. (laughs) Don't suppose you're missing a letter there. I was fun. Everyone else was a bit thick. (laughs) They let me down a fraction. The ego. I was fun. <laughs> it's the origins of Snowtown. This is how this kid was built. Today we put some people in some barrels. I was fun. <laughs> I was fun. <laughs> All right. How many bodies, mate? Use your calculator. 
Uh, carry the limb, blah, blah, blah. Seven. <laughs> seven bodies. Wow. If I type 649873 into the calculator and turn upside down, what does it read? I was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it just says boobless when I flick it around. <laughs> what a great moment in life Classic that is. Classic calculator manoeuvre. Uh, oh. Isn't that the best? Classic. It's Classic junior really, calculator oh, manoeuvre. So good. I was devastated when I took calculus in year eight and that wasn't part of the curriculum. What are they doing? Plural for calculators. A group of calculators is calculus. Semester one, boobs. Semester two, boobless. Yeah, tell me about it. Pointed to your boobies. Next day, 20th of the 4th, 89. Today was boring. <laughs> Very apt. Okay, so no one died. Today was boring. Andrew played with me almost all day, but all we did was sit around. It's 8pm and Dad has just sent us to bed because he's tired. So they sat around for 16 hours and doing nothing. They just sat <laughs> Hang on, a minute. on a couch Let's cover saying, this off. Today was boring. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> Andrew played with me almost all day. That sounds a bit creepy. Andrew played with me almost all every day. Every time he says played is the weirdest thing ever. Weirdest every time I hear played. But all we did was sit around. He didn't play at all. They just stare at each other. in a room. Is he in solitary? stare at each other. Let's play the boring game where we just wait 16 hours. Do you want to play the boring sit game where we blink or what? 8pm, Dad sent us to bed because he was tired. Should we finish off the week on the Friday? Please. Okay. Friday, 21st of the 4th, 89. Jeez, he's taken a real turn here since his birthday. It's not all about him. Today was boring again. <laughs> and he's in solitary. What's he done? Brooks was here. <laughs> Brooks was here. He goes on. Today was boring again. <laughs> Mum went to work and Tia looked after us. Mum got us a movie on video called Beetlejuice. Oh, classic. It was funny in some parts, but gross in others. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, nice, Marg and Dave. I like yeah, it. Roger Ebert over here. <laughs> I give it three spuds. <laughs> I always love rating everything with spuds. It's my favourite thing to do. Always. How many spuds always. did you give it out of, like, out of ten? But it was always <laughs> out of four, I think. So you'd always drop it to be like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. I give it three and a half spuds. Three and a half spuds, yeah. Nothing Anyway, that, that was Billy's Diary. Diary. Wow. Mr. Entertainment. Billy's Diary. He's starting to turn. He's starting to <laughs> isn't turn, it? isn't he? Things aren't too flash. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Today's boring. No one died. Reeks of Columbine at the end of this This whole thing. Oh, Reeks yeah. of it. Today I tallied up my victims on a Hungry Jack's calculator. <laughs> sunny man, sunny man, sunny man. Ah, ah, ah. Sunny man, sunny man, sunny man. Ah, ah, ah. Sunny Man's Headlines, baby. <gasps> boom, boom, boom. We kick off with football and it's Red Heaven, Liverpool 7, oh. Man United 0. <sighs> seven, seven, seven. The Magnificent Seven. 
It seems like an age ago now, but this was a big result just on a week ago. 7-zip. Wow. It's the worst loss since 1931 for Man United. It was nil all after 43 minutes. My favourite part of this, Mace, was whoever's in charge of the Man United uh, social media stopped tweeting the score updates Incredible. after 4-0. Saw that. Full time, I think the last tweet was. Oh. Q in the rack. Q in the rack. They'll never live that down. Ever. Well, I reckon they probably will. I am so respected, it would damage the town to hear it. Aussie girls Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford get some trophy silverware at Arsenal on the local scene. And Aussie second division is to be launched next year. Cronulla Sharks bidding to be involved. Hopefully ScoMo gets on board there. Would that be the B-League? Mm, B-League. This is this Bush is League. Bush League. Well, potentially, yeah. yeah, they're going to open, pave the way for a bit of uh, relegation action. I like it. Cool. I like it a lot. That's Bush. Bush League. You hear me? To Scotland now. Ange Poster Clagglue gets one <laughs> slap of the sticky stuff closer to plastering up yet another poster of victory. I think it's going to work. When Aussie architect Aaron Moy gets his name on the score sheet for the hoops in the Scottish Cup quarterfinal in their win over Hearts. That is 13 straight wins for Poster Clagglue. God, I it's actually it. harder to say than I realised. <laughs> He's notched up over 100 games in charge now. Jeez, that's quick. We've been watching some um, classic goal highlights and stuff like that. Francis Mezzatesta, friend of the pod, sent us a highlight package of Maradona the other day. Mm. Mace. Sonny's Musings. Brain Dome Activity. Why are highlight packages of great goals on YouTube always accompanied by anxiety-inducing tunes. Sonny's Musings. Oh, like the They're worst techno so intense, ever like hear. bad techno. I'm trying to enjoy the beautiful game. Eiffel 65 B-sides or something. They're bad songs. It's just... Hey, speaking of Eiffel wrong. 65, my brother... <laughs> which you may remember from Billy's Diary and other segments similar to it, <laughs> thought that the, you know, so the lyrics are, I'm blue, dubba dee, dubba die, right? <laughs> Shit lyrics, non-existent. <laughs> so his lyrics are actually better. He thought that the lyrics were, I'm blue, if I were green, I would die. <laughs> That's so deep. God, he really took a turn, didn't he? <laughs> I'm blue, if I were green, I would die. If I were green, I would die. Way better than what they've got. Today was amazing. I changed the words to Eiffel 65. <laughs> to boxing now. And son of Kostya, Tim, don't call me Timmy wow. Zoo, knocks Tony Harrison the fuck out in his world title beer. I love watching people get... Knocked the fuck knocked out. out. It's one of my favourite <laughs> fucking things to do is just sit there. Really? You got knocked the fuck out! And then uh, when they're knocked out, I think you you would agree, we used to uh. do this when we lived together, watching people get knocked the oh, fuck yeah. out as they're falling yeah. or hitting the canvas. What's your name? How many fingers? It's, it's the HIA <laughs> treatment in the NRL. Like, what questions do they give them? Like, hey, mate, what's your mum's maiden name? Where'd you leave your keys? Who's your favourite Beatle? Oh, I don't know. Ringo? Ringo? You're out, mate. You're done. <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out, man. Speaking of fighting, I found an amazing sport on YouTube. 
Talk to me. Scouring the net as I do with my steel wool. The dark web. And scouring car MMA. Excuse me? So what it is, it's there's a car in the middle of the ring and they're both sitting uh-huh. in it, seatbelt on, <laughs> and they basically go three, two, one, take the seatbelt off and start fighting in the two pass of the cars in the front seats. They can use what the, the seatbelts to strangle each other. Like <laughs> Society's gone to the dogs. Nah, this is officially it. It was Russian. 100% yeah, Russian. It sounded like they were Russian to make it up. It was wild. That sounds horrible. He's going, oh, he's using the seatbelt. He's using the seatbelt. Oh, he can use it. Yeah, it's legal. It's legal. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Do you reckon this started? How, okay, let, let, <laughs> let's try and unpack the origins of this bullshit. Did someone just driving a car one day be like having the world's worst road trip and going, fuck it, I could just strangle you with that seatbelt. You know what? People are paid to watch that. Hey, I've just created a new sport. Maybe I'll get son of Kosha Tim, don't call me Timmy Zoo, to come and knock me out of an evening to save me wanting to get on the hard spirit. Oh, absolutely. Just put me on the fucking four-knuckled sleep machine. Job done. <laughs> Nine nights, clock. What a duty. in your car. Meet him in the car. Oh, yeah. Knock you straight out. Go for a drive, Kostya? <laughs> Moral of the story, always wear your seatbelt. To athletics now. And Switzerland hurdler Jason Joseph, never trust a man with two first names, put paid to the notion that the Swiss are neutral when he celebrated wildly next to his failed opponent, Spain's Enrique Llopis. Thankfully, the Spaniard took no offence. Mainly as he was completely unconscious. <laughs> did Zoo get a hold of him, did he? Yeah, he got costured <laughs> on the line. Now the bloke takes a tumble on the last hurdle, knocks himself out. Old mate from Switzerland, Jason Joseph, double first name, no good, finishes, turns around, runs back to celebrate and like jumps over him and stuff. Like he's oblivious. <laughs> he ends up getting stretched off. He's out for the count. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> What colour team were you at athletics at school? Primary school, I was Taylor House, which was red. Taylor. And then at high school, I was Ephraim, which was green. Oh, my God. You remember the names of the teams? Any more brain busters? <laughs> Why do you ask? No, no reason. Let's move on. Oh, all right. At school, I was in the yellow team. Cool. We go to Mexico and tennis now, where semi-finalist of the Acapulco, Taylor oh. Fritz, went the big Chris Mew mid-match, spewing his guts up into a bucket behind the players' bench. The case of Acapulco belly cost the barfing Seppo, <laughs> who was slapped with not just a time penalty... He got hit with a $10,000 fine, Mace. Oh, the Acapulco belly. It went down in the semi to compatriot Tommy Paul, who got Two done by names. Alex Demon Demonor in the Mexican Open final, wow. where Demon wore the most ludicrous, outlandish Mexican-style hat you'll ever see. How harsh is that? Ten grand for having a spew. Where's he supposed to go? What's that about? I believe he did into a bucket. I should be a millionaire with the amount of times Mel's been spewing. <laughs> Fucking hell, I shouldn't be living in Elwood. I should be living on the coast. She got a case of the old bloody Taylor Fritz. The old Tex-Mex belly, got it. How's that though? Joker can play possum and duck off willy-nilly oh, for as long as he cool. likes, but Fritzy yeah. boy can't go the vom whenever he needs. Fair crack, honestly. I'll spill up! Thinking about tennis, I had a really, fair, really embarrassing story. When I was young, 
I really liked tennis, and I was like, oh, imagine being in, like, that championship point at Wimbledon. So I went into the bathroom and, like, covered myself in water, got a tennis racket, and I was, like, acting in the mirror like it was match point. Love it. And I was like, 40-30, this is for the Wimbledon championship. This is for the championship. And as I'm (laughs) doing, I'm, like, serving and, like, backhanding and forehanding, throwing sweat, like, sweat all over me. Cheers, I look yeah. to the left, and it's my brother and Toppy, friend awesome. of the pod, just looking at me laughing. <laughs> Caught me in the act. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I was just doing that thing now when you're returning serve, and you're just like looking in the mirror. Swaying. Yeah. Why Swaying. It was. Did you win? I don't know. Why did leave me hanging? Well, did he come or what? Jesus Christ, man. There's just some things you don't talk about in public. To cricket, where at the time of recording, Australia is going to try and find a way to lose this test, but I can't see it happening. How's the stadium? Oh, fizzer. Hey, fizzer. Absolute <laughs> fizzer. Wasn't Do you want 135,000 empty seats? How's the verticality? You could not pay me to go to the top of that thing. Not a, a fucking chance. I was listening to it on the radio, you know me, 168 steps to the top. How's the walk back to the pavilion? Can you get timed out on the way out? <laughs> way to get your 10,000 steps up. Just get dismissed. Sanji, can you get me a hot dog? Yeah, I'll be back in two hours. Like, it's just miles away. The way that the first three tests went, there's no way the caterers have accounted for a fourth and fifth day oh. here. It's game over. It's too many. The stadium's too many. <laughs> it's way too many. When you look at it, you're like, yeah, awesome. And then you're like, nah, that's too many people. It's too, too many. many. Fizzer. It really puts perspective on things, so it doesn't need Not too much. There's well, too yeah, much fucking perspective now. The most expensive cricketer in the WPL, Ash Gardner, has had her second golden duck. Ka-ching! Meg Lanning is the top scorer for the entire tournament, but the likes of McGrath, Jonathan and Healy are killing it. Sean Marsh retires after WA yeah. win another domestic trophy. They currently hold all three. The much maligned Sean Marsh is no longer with us. He's not dead, just retired. I thought he was a good player. Great player. And when he played, Great when he player. was on, he looked gorgeous. He just, he looked, uh, yeah, he didn't he look like a Rolls Royce? He got given more chances than others, and I think people held that against he him. He was beautiful to watch when he was on, but yeah, just mm. the inconsistency, Sonny. The inconsistency. Yeah. Thick as a plank as well. Another fizzer. Speaking of not much between the ears, Will Pekovsky's making his comeback to cricket, so we wish him luck and hopefully he doesn't get concussed for a 12th time. And they say 12 times a charm. That bloke could dead set, fall into a sack of pillows and come out with a fucking concussion. It's not good. It's really not good. I feel bad for him. I really do. And finally in cricket, did you see the Maharaj injury a couple of nights ago? No. Oh, my God. So, South African spinner Maharaj hits the pads, appeals, not out. They go upstairs for, to review it. It's three reds. It's gone. So, you know, they're all huddled around watching the replay. Sure. It's given out. He sets off in celebration. <laughs> hits the deck. Ruptured Achilles. <laughs> He's out for a year. He hit the deck face Achilles. down. It took about five minutes for him to drive out, put him on a stretch. He's rolling around oh screaming. It's not cool. Oh so, my way God. to celebrate that. Did you hear a nick? No, I heard a pop. It's not good. Bit over the top of the celebration. I just, you know, running. But it's not. He just sort of launches off with his foot, and it's like, nah, game over. Jesus. You cut the hamstring on the back of his leg right at the bottom. He'll never play golf again. He'll quit the game. What's the worst injury you've ever had? Never had an injury. Don't. Not athletic enough to have injuries, ever. Clearly not. <laughs> 
I've broken I've broken both my arms. Oh uh, yeah. At the same time? No, I fell. Have we spoken about Joseph Zalotti who broke both arms at the same time? Did he do a double? Friend of mine, a double. Friend of the pod. Joseph Zalotti did a double skateboarding where he broke both of his arms and he had to have his arms. I'm sure we've spoken about this. So apologies if we have on the pod, if, on the potty. If he, <laughs> he had both arms out in front of him, like he was bloody walking around like some sort of mummified zombie. <laughs> so he had the poles attached to his <laughs> no, forearms down didn't. his hips. He didn't. They're not real. <laughs> I swear to you on Joseph Zalotti's They're life. They're in slapstick US movies. Joseph Zalotti, I'm sure we've spoken about him. He's also from the, the Zalotti family who retiled their entire pool. You know, that's not cheap. <laughs> Just so they could put a massive Z in the bottom oh, of it. Sick. So anyway, he went to school with both broken arms and he, he was at home for like a month. Because he just couldn't do anything. But anyway, he got to school. And on the walk from the bus stop to the school, I just looked at him and go, what are you going to do if you have to take a piss? And his face just dropped. And it was at that moment he realized that his mum had been dacking him and cleaning up after him for the last three or four weeks. And he just slowly turned around and walked back to the bus. (laughs) Not ready for school yet. Hadn't thought that one through. Mum just wanted him out of the house. the sticks. Yeah, he had, had the fools, Lotties. He had the sticks. Well, the that's fool. amazing. I um, I broke my arm falling off a horse. You went horse riding. I was in a, yeah, horse riding. A girl fell off. And Who grabbed were you her. trying to impress? <laughs> Who on earth did you not know well enough? You horse riding is the most incongruous thing I've ever heard. Cheers, Why are you cheers. on horseback? No, but like you don't strike me as a cowboy. Oh, I'm not a. I'm definitely not a cowboy, and that was the end of my cowboy. You're a couch boy more than a cowboy. <laughs> Yeehaw! Past the Pringles. Yeah. Round up the remote. <laughs> Couch boy. <laughs> oh, it's fucking great. Such a slanderous oh, nickname. A... Couch boy. Yeah? What do you need? What do you need? You need Pringles? What do you need? I got Samboy chips, I got Pringles, I got Mars bars. What do you need? No, it's all right, Couch Boy. You sit there. I'm watching there. the Broncos versus the Cowboys. <laughs> right, eh, Couch Boy? I'm watching WrestleMania 33 again. You, what do you need? You do call your couch the Dude Ranch, don't you? <laughs> I'm not a cou- Couch Boy or a Cowboy. Well, yeah, I am a Couch Boy secretly, and then there's You're a, a tear boy. falling down the side yeah. of my face. But I, um, <laughs> the girl fell off the back of my horse, and as she fell, she did the, the, the grab... So I was on a horse with a girl. So you were tandem. Tandem horse, and she as tandem horse. As she what two horses? <laughs> were you just dressed up in one of those horse outfits? Two people inside a horse costume pretending, or were you in like the Ricky Gervais office thing where like it was inflatable and you were the jockey? <laughs> this never happened. They had to put me down. I broke my arm. <laughs> they just pulled the sheet out and got the shotgun out. Yeah, he's no good. He's no good. She fell. And did the grab, like, as she's falling, she's grabbed me and pulled me down. I had a broken arm. She got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, is she all right? Oh, settle down, you two. Ricky Chicken Nixon here. Chickens are the backbone of this country. The poultry princes and princesses need our help. They are being neglected and tormented by our farming communities. How can we help, you ask? By voting for Triple P, Pro Poultry Party. I will save our chickens and hatch a plan for their survival. Ask Attenborough. They're important, I tell ya. When I was a young boy living in Bendigo, my best friend was Clarence, the chicken. He saved me from a fire where I should have died. We ate him years later. 
It's now time for me to pay him back and all his mates. Vote Triple P for you and me, the Pro Poultry Party. Chickens are my lifelong mission, and I want this mission to be complete. ScoMo and Pauline approve, so so should you. You heard it there. <laughs> Better ball, my mates who thought you were dipshit when you stole that girl's phone at the races. You know good Ricky, you know good Ricky. Sponsored by Liberal Party Camera. To the National Rugby League mm. now, and it's fins up for Supercoach Bennett's Dolphins getting it done against the Canberra Faders up Redcliffe Way. Wow. Milk has gone bad. <laughs> Depressing news with Latrell Mitchell getting some racist comments from some teenager over the sidelines. Oh, I don't even want to discuss oh, that, no. to be perfectly honest no, with you. No, I know no. it's it's a big issue, but it's fucking depressing. Yep. And the off-situ bunker is, quote, the greatest abomination ever perpetrated on our game, according to Gus Gould. Oh, that End sounds quote. like Gus, for sure. Drama queen. What other abominations would be on the podium there? Surely having his prawn-looking oh. waxy mug on the box would be up there. Imagine him nude, how disturbing it would be. Imagine it. <laughs> Just be a rig. giant, like... His flesh would just be swimming, wouldn't it? Like, it would just be all sorts of wrong. Oh, you know, like when you open a new, yeah, like a new can of tuna, and you're like, ugh, before you eat it, you're like, that looks rubbish. Ugh. The colour? Oh, then you dig I didn't in. want the brine. I didn't want the <laughs> yeah, brine. Yeah, brine all oh. over him. He's all brine. Oh, brine boy Gould. Gross. Did you see that guy's balls? Yeah, they were weird looking. To AFL now, and Bruce McAvaney is inducted into the Hall of Fame, not before time. But the big story Amen. of the preseason so far was the leaked Ross Lyon audio from the Saints coaches box. Mm. This is where footage was put in a competition-wide Dropbox for hours without anyone realising. So all the audio from the coaches box was put out. And we know that Ross isn't too shy on comments, so we had to address the team and go, Hey guys, I slandered all of you. So when this comes out, forewarning... I don't rate you. The Saints, they've had a shocking preseason. One of the worst I've ever heard of. Nah, they'll break the drought. They'll break the drought this year, no doubt. <laughs> what did you think it was on? Oh, no, you just would have been praising everyone eloquently. I've got no <laughs> issues there. Not sure I have an opinion, old Roscoe. Good luck to the Saints yeah. this year. They kick off this weekend, and they're not going to make finals yet again to horse racing now. Yeah. And a big shout-out to Thomas Robbo Robinson and the Spice Rack, friends of the pod. <laughs> Out at Balnarring Races today, who gave me a bit of a lean on this tip. Big horse racing news where Toowoomba trained racehorse End Assembly has tested positive to cocaine. <laughs> Got a bit of white line fever there, and you've seen the hooter on these equines. That is no small bag. When the trainer said to hug the rails, they took it a bit too oh, far. Good. This is after its 200 grand feature race win at Eagle Farm last December in, wait for it, the gold edition plate. Cocaine on a plate for end assembly. <laughs> not going to end well there, champion. Probably the only one at the track not giving it a nudge that day was the jockey. Incredible. The horse probably figured everyone else was giving it a crack and decided to jump Why on it. Why are they in. testing it for cocaine? <laughs> That's what I can't work out. <laughs> no, I just would not shut up about how awesome it was after it won. <laughs> yeah, man, I was fucking great. I was fucking awesome today. Yeah. Fucking made every post a winner, mate. Yeah, no, I am listening. No, fuck you. I agree with you. I fucking agree with you. <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, swab this. <laughs> what a great drug. You know something about cocaine? To b- 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 basketball now, and mm. the NBL Finals is locked at two apiece. Game five is this Wednesday night. And Mace, I love nothing more than a big 
game midweek. Get over the hump on Wednesday with the NBL decider. Oh. And you know what? Yeah. Double header Wednesday because the WNBL semis are heating up and they're going to be on Wednesday night as well. Oh. So that is going to be a nice night of ball. Another good bit of news there. Tall Timber Xavier Cooks yeah. is heading to the Wizards of Washington. Amazing. Well deserved. The road to Paris keeps getting yeah. paved. Well deserved. Hopefully it's paved with yeah, gold. Baby. It's Australian gold, my friend, and don't you fucking forget it. And in very positive basketball news, Toronto's Raptors, Fred Van Vliet, tees right off against the refs and does not One of the great, miss. Great, great moments in NBA history. Ben Taylor was fucking terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, couple other you know out of the three there's one or two that just fucked the game up you know and it's, it's it's been like that a couple couple games in a row um denver was tough obviously you come out tonight you're competing pretty hard the third quarter i get a bullshit tech changes the whole dynamic of the game changes the whole flow of the game and um you know most of the refs are trying hard i like a lot of the refs are trying hard they're pretty fair they communicate well and then you got the other ones who just want to be dicks and um just kind of fucks the game up nobody's coming to see that shit they come to see the players. I like that it came from his mouth and not one of the oh, multitudinous yeah. sook turds who usually cry foul every five minutes because you'd think it was a boy cry wolf scenario. But he doesn't seem like that sort of player. So for him to come out and just absolutely <laughs> tear off them was he a real delight. He calmly teed off as well. Oh, yeah. It was just perfectly said. He was like it was going <laughs> off an auto cue. <laughs> for the last time, anything you put on that prompter... Burgundy will read. And still with basketball, finally, former dunk machine and now weed advocate Sean Kemp shoots his gun in self-defense at someone who nicked his phone. Sorry, Ricky Nixon. That's how you handle a situation. (laughs) Yeah, not too sure many self-defense shootings get called drive-bys by the police, Kempy old son. So we wait and see what happens there. Raining bullets from the rain man. Rain man. Raining <laughs> bullets indeed. A player of his calibre shouldn't be shooting from the hip. By calibre, of course, I mean both the size of their gun barrels and the high quality of their characters. Two meetings calibre. It's a homonym. Used to love Sean Kemp. Him and Larry Johnson were my two key oh, sort fuck, of yeah. Charlotte Hornets playing cards back in the day in the upper deck world. That is 90s right there. He owns a couple of weed dispensaries now, <laughs> so he's not doing very well for the old relaxing herb by just walking around shooting people. He has 12 kids as well, the old rain man. Does he? Raining. Far out. Yeah, raining down into vaginas. It's just <laughs> incredible. But apparently he shot his load in self-defense every time. <laughs> yes. That's an obvious question. Why didn't they fire warning shots? Oh, they did. What, over their heads? Over their kneecaps. <laughs> you can't get a stronger warning shot than that. To the splash splash sport now and swimming <laughs> and it's world record time for one of Aussie Supermax, Kaylee Ugh. McKeon, smashing the clock in the 200 metre backstroke at the New South Wales finals. Hey, Mace, it must have been a fast pool. <laughs> Oh, what's bang on about the pool being fast? The water's thinner. It's liquid. It's water. Is there a shark in there? What's making you go so fast? It's a fast pool. Is it? Is it downhill? Someone's about to drop a toaster in there. It's a fast pool. Fucking swimmers, mate. They're doing nothing. You've got a real soft spot for swimmers, though, don't you? In general, especially Olympics. Oh, You're a big fan. Yeah. Just put them underwater and don't stop till the bubbles do not pop. Why do swimmers train so early in the morning? The pool is not going anywhere. Sunny's musings. 
great musing. They was bang on. Like I get at school, you've got to do it before school, but like they're professionals. Have a kip, swim in the Arvo. Maybe it's a fast pull, so they're worried it's going to go. <laughs> oh, they got to get there before it closes. <laughs> Quick, it's fast. I'll go a little later. I'll go a little later. Baseball now, and the Aussies hoik up their leather belts and swing the rope <laughs> necklaces about as they defeat fourth-ranked South Korea incredible. in an incredible upset incredible. at the World Baseball Classic in Tokyo. Hey, quiz question, Mace. Yeah. What is the Aussie baseball nickname? The team. Oh. Mmm, tough. The Aussie diamond something. The oh, because it's a diamond. That's diamond. not bad, but the diamonds are the netball team, so you'd have to have like the diamonds in the rough or something. I don't know. The, the swingers? For getting to third base, something sexual maybe? Getting to third base. The fing- the fingerers. The, the Aussie fingerers. Yeah, it's the Aussie fingerers. Yeah. <laughs> Is fingering third base? <laughs> it's one of the great musings. Mace's Musings Thinking Thoughts So which sexual activity is on each base? Mace's Musings So I'm guessing first base is kissing. First base is kissing. Kissing, Kissing, 100%. Second base is anal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first base kissing... Second base finger stuff, Second third base, base yeah. mouth stuff, third base. fourth base root. What do you mean? Oh, I thought it went back to kissing. No. <laughs> Just kissing in the downstairs department. So I would say first base, pash, second base, digits or handy, third base, yep. gun downstairs with the gob, fourth base, <laughs> rumpy pumpy. <laughs> have, we, have we hit a home run? Are they all the medical terms that are... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? That's what I'm trying to find out. Well, don't change the players. I'm not changing nobody. Take it easy. What's the guy's name on first base? What's the guy's name on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third. We're not talking about him. It's not the Australian fingerers. What are the... <laughs> They're actually called the Southern Thunder. I like it. Mad name. That's unreal. That's no frills, straight to the core. It sounds a little bit like tennis player Fritz, you know, could have represented the old Southern Thunder with a bit of chunder down under. Although it does, it does kind of imply there's a Northern Lightning or something, which is interesting. But anyway, the Southern Thunder. Interesting. Maybe that's the softball. I think they're the mad rooters, the softball. They just keep getting home runs. (laughs) Just a little quick one with the baseball. I I had a guy who I went to school with, Brett Fleming. Friend of the pod, well not. Never heard from him for a while. He threw a pizza shape. He was a pitcher Hmm. and he threw a pizza shape at me, hit me in the eye and it gave me a black eye. It gave me a black eye. What? That's how fast he threw it. From how far away? Were you on the home plate batting? (laughs) Was it a game of baseball? Because that's amazing. Just in the quadrangle. He just hit me and then I got a, I was like, oh, he's like, oh, sorry. And then the next day I had a black eye and everyone's like, how'd you get the black eye? From a pizza shape. <laughs> that was fun saying. That's weird because Fleming actually threw a couple of chicken crimpies at me and I got dimples. Chicken crimpy dimps. <laughs> That's it. Chicken crimpy dimples. I got the old chicken crimpy dimps. Say that a couple of times. Not bad. I believe that uh, he's one of the candidates for the pro poultry party, the chicken chicken crimpy dimps. <laughs> Vote one chicken crimpy dimps for the PPP. 
Maybe you can see for a piece that dances over your taste buds. Yeah. Motorsport Now and the F1, where Aussie Oscar Piastri continues the age-old tradition mm. of Australians failing to finish, attaining the coveted DNF on his first attempt. First of many, please, Oscar. Hey, I did the uh, the Sunday <laughs> quiz with a mate last week, and Oscar yeah. Piastri was in the question, and the mate I was with was so pumped that she knew him. She's like, Oscar Piastri? Yeah, he's the legless dude who shot his missus. <laughs> mm, no, no, this is the car driver with DNF in his DNA. So close. Yes, my lady. I killed her. Yes, oh, my lady. My lady. I loved that court case. My lady. I was obsessed with you it. You loved it. They went for five days through his WhatsApp messages. And, I mean, the dude must be a good root because he's got no legs and he can't text. He's, honestly, give the guy 40 characters. He's got nothing. It was just like, yes, hun, kiss. You home, hun, kiss. Don't hide in the dunny. I've got a gun. Kiss. Is he still, is, is old Stumpy still behind bars? He'd be behind bars, wouldn't he? I think so. Yeah. I think he's yeah, just sitting, sitting in a yeah. He'd be sitting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate. He'd be sitting. That's correct, my lady. At fifteen fifty-one and oh three seconds, um, the deceased sent another text message re- that re- that reads, "I wasn't a stripper or a ho." The deceased received a message from the accused reading, "I know. <clears throat> it was just when you got back from Tropica." You made it sound like you had only smoked wheat once. And finally, in Pillow Talk news, it's huge. Next Sunday, we celebrate March 19, World Sleep Day, where Aussie's Todd, sleeping and dreaming Deacon, and Sam still knocks cocks. We'll be looking to go one better and pip Canadian title holder, Pete Don't Wake Me Field, at the annual World Sleep Championships. Are you across the annual World Sleep Championships, the WSCs? Oh, mate, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Absolute huge fan. Some riveting footage to watch. How's the play-by-play commentary, you reckon? Yeah, deep in REM right now. Deep in REM. <laughs> we cross live now to the pillow where there's some drool. <laughs> like, what is the commentary of this shit? Are you fucking kidding me? I read the rules and the rules. So you've got to be on a sleep app. They don't just get everyone in the same room together and go, all right, have Mm. at it, have a kip. You've got to do it on your own time, so to speak, and be with a registered Mm. sleep app. And they then put that in. But it's like no sleeping tablets allowed. So I don't know how they monitor that, but they highly encourage melatonin and, you know, green tea. But they reckon don't bother entering unless you can clock up 15 plus hours straight with ease. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Who has slept for that long? Oh, like Steven Seagal in what's what's the one where he's in a coma? <laughs> they, don't, they don't shave him, and he's just got a beard. Oh, he wakes up. Time to kill, or oh, is it fuck. Time it's to got kill? it's got kill in the name of it. I'm sure of it. John Doe, can you hear me? I know my words are getting through to you, and I don't care what the doctors say. I'm going to keep talking to you today, and tomorrow, and the day after. Till you respond, please wake up. We'll keep you abreast of who takes out the World Sleep Championships. <laughs> what a nightmare of an event. Keep you up and I wonder who won the fucking Sleep Championship. I'm just obsessed with thinking about the commentary. Yeah, welcome back here to uh, Hour 8 and they're still sleeping. <laughs> can we get a little uh, audio of the, of the snoring, please? Yeah, what we can tell by that snoring now is... He's rolling over snoring. onto his side! <laughs> He's rolled over onto his side. This could be end for him. He's sleep talking. He's sleep talking. And Pete Don't Wake Me Field has admitted in his sleep that he's cheating on his girlfriend. This is not going to end well. 
for the current champion. And finally, my Monday night indoor football team, the FC Diggabats, went down at the death to Dijon FC 5-4 with a last-second mm. dagger to the Diggabats' hearts. And in some pretty significant worldwide sporting news, Mesa's inner-city mm. Barata lost again to the Newtown Warriors mm. this time. That's three on the trot, the rut Three on the in. trot. Oh, yeah. A lot of issues. A lot. What's going We've on? got a buy this week, and we need it. Mate, you might not beat the buy by the way things have been going. A lot of arguing and not having fun out there. That's the problem, Sonny. Oh, no. That is the problem. The fun is gone, my friend. Mate, you might have to get Pete Don't Wake Me Field on the blower and work out some tactics. Yeah, got any sports headlines? It's time to unpack the major sporting suitcase of the week. And in a week that saw Aussie and Indian PMs parade about on the Modi-mobile, some sort of shoe-shaped float left over from Mardi Gras pre-game at the cricket, they then stood arm-in-arm singing the national anthems in an odd piece of political propaganda. So strange. So strange. And it also saw a former ODI specialist and now unrecognisable lefty with the locks, Nathan Bracken, go to the dark side, joining the ranks of the Liberal politics on the Central Coast and the constant conjecture surrounding the implications of whether Russian athletes should or will participate at next year's Olympics. This week, with absolutely zero preparation or research for such a heady topic, (laughs) we talk when sport and politics mix. So... Let me start with a real easy one for you, Mace. Yeah. Should sport and politics mix? Well, my as soon as I thought of this topic... <laughs> and geez, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> this will be easy. I instantly went to what I always thought. Rodman and Kim Jong-un. <laughs> so a resounding yes? I had a f- feeling that they were rooting. I always thought that they were rooting Rodman and King John. I thought it was a secret love affair that no one thought was coming. Rodman would have been rooting him on the rebound. Oh. <laughs> would have got his worm out. Can see them in bed. Can see both of them in bed just after... Bit of pillow talk? Bit of pillow talk with a Korean cigarette in each one's mouth. Just God, just that sounds like a euphemism. Away. That's base five when you've rounded your own plate. You go for the Korean cigarette. <laughs> you walking with a limp there, Dennis? Yeah, oh, I got Korean cigaretted last night. Fucking roll your own from Kim. I always thought it was. I was like, how can they be friends? And it, one day it clicked and I went... They're mad rooters. Oh, they're in love. <laughs> oh, it was love. They're in love. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? So lonely, so lonely inside real alone. Dead no one, just me only. Sitting on my home. It's interesting that you say that because I, I think that sometimes sport, it can achieve things that politics often fails at, and that is unifying people. So maybe they were in love. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it, it just made Kim Jong-un even more weirder. <laughs> you know what I love about Kim Jong-un when it comes to sport, though? He's the classic, him and Putin, where he played golf today and got 19 hole-in-ones. It's like, mate, there's 18 <laughs> holes. <laughs> Treat us with a little bit of respect. He's the same Putin, so though. Putin on the ice hockey, he scored seven goals the other time he played into some sort of empty net. Unbelievable. Fair effort for a bloke who normally goes tops off out in the field. Unbelievable, those two peanuts. Kim Jong-il... Cuts a lonely figure out there, but 
He has moved on to 17 under par after just six holes. We mentioned a few Aussies at the top that went into politics in your Mal Meningas and your Zali Steggles and whatnot. <laughs> There's been a fair few around the world who have done the same. Imran Khan, Pakistani PM. Mm. Uh, I mean, mm. George Weyer, mm. the footballer, president of Liberia. Manny Pacquiao, president of the Philippines. Jesse, the yeah. body Ventura. He's some, he was a weed-promoting governor of Minnesota. <laughs> I think he had some sort of marijuana <laughs> manifesto. First story is this. Cannabis saved my life. Try finding a photo of the body not giving the peace symbol with both fingers. I dare you. <laughs> I mean, is bodybuilding a sport? Because you've got Arnie there as well. So there's no shortage. True. You've got Pocock in Parliament now. David yeah, Pocock from the yeah, Wallabies. He's there. Craig Foster is the, the asylum advocate. Yeah, oh, mate. Well, he's not an asylum advocate. Well, he loves he's it. Loves asylum. A... <laughs> Just loves it. <laughs> Which is a weird take. But it is much more fun when it's in reverse. When politicians dip into sport, it's either blatant propaganda or things go sour quick smart. Oh, ScoMo killing that kid that is just... Sharks and Legends WhatsApp group admin, ScoMo, (laughs) he barreled into that kid Boris Johnson style after he knocked over the kid in the makeshift rugby fields of Japan. That's right. We've got Johnny Howard That's bowling right. at his own feet, which made a change from him always jogging in the wallaby gear. I think he started the wallabies downfall by just wearing their clobber constantly. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> what about George W throwing the first pitch after 9-11? Fair strike, actually. <laughs> Galvanising everyone. <laughs> Seppos, mate. But I like to talk about that stuff because when people talk about politics and sport, I think they mean it too literally. They mean things like sports rorts, you know, or like an athlete Mm. becoming a politician. People who talk politics will often say, hey, politics is everything. Politics is everywhere. So the same people who say they don't want to talk politics are the ones who say, fix the Mm. potholes out the front of my house. Guess what, mate? That's politics, right? right? I think it's the same with sport. I think sports is everywhere. So... Mm. When it comes to politics, I like talking the big macro stuff. I'll, I'll, I'm a big advocate for justice and equality and fixing the potholes, but I'm not going to sit there and debate the minutiae of the nuts and bolts of it, you know. If we can turn Teal Zali Steggle, then we'll hold the balance of power in the fucking house of whatever. I don't care. But I get that it's an integral part of what creates the story of the rest of it, and it's similar with sport. I do care about the scoreboard, but that's the minutiae and the nuts and bolts. It's more about the story of the narrative and who it impacts and why it impacts. And sport and politics are intrinsically linked because politics, yeah. like sport, permeates our culture and our community on all levels. It covers a lot of things. It covers a lot of things, especially, you know, Kathy's race. Totally. The Australian cricket team. It's, you know, having Kawaja in the team. Does that change people's perspectives on different cultures? It does. But what I think when people get pissed off of sport and politics mixing is people tend to dislike it when there's a minority involved. No one bats an eyelid when Brady has a Make America Great Again hat hanging from his locker. But when the US women's football team refuse to go to Trump's White House or when a black quarterback refuses to literally stand up for a flag... Or when Muhammad Ali says he doesn't yep. want to kill strangers in Asia, they get besmirched and labelled disgraceful, <laughs> unpatriotic losers. But there's a pattern emerging here. It's like, let's keep these idiots right. down, these little upstarts, you know. Like, that whole Colin Kaepernick taking a knee in the NFL, in a nation of mass yeah. gun violence and opioid addiction and large-scale oh. obesity, just has the lack of priorities. Oh. Don't you dare disrespect Incredible. the flag. 
Sonny's Musings. Brain Dome Activity. What the fuck is their obsession with that bloody flag? God, that goddamn flag. Don't get started on them. We could just talk about that shit for ages. This isn't the potty for it, though. But the best thing about politics is one man, Mm. his name was Bob Hawke, (laughs) drinking beers at the cricket is just the most... Have you seen the footage of him getting... Like one in the eye when he tried to play a hook shot for the PM's eleven. I have seen that. So back when they did the PM's eleven, he played in it. He's like, "Yeah, it's my eleven. I'm coming in at number four, thanks." And he just gets <laughs> clocked wearing a pair of specs. He goes the old Todd Murphy's and gets the shrapnel in the eye like it's a pizza shape. <laughs> tries to front up for the next delivery. It's like, mate, you got a nation to run. Hey, Cyclops, retire hurt. They shatter so well as well. It's great, absolute. Like it's like a water balloon fight. I never saw. <laughs> I never saw him in glasses after that delivery. I feel like I never saw him wearing. He's got contacts and he made a spectacle of himself. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. So there are examples of big political statements in sport littered throughout history. So the Black Panther gesture in Mexico, 68. Even four years later, Munich, there was the terrorism. You got Billie Jean King fighting for equal prize money in the 70s. These things are intrinsically linked because, like I said, sport, like politics, permeates our culture, Mace, and our community on all levels, and it succeeds mm. where mm. siloed mm. partisan politics so often does fail us. Sport transcends, mate. It does, mate. Ah, pen. It bridges cultural divides, and it can boost entire economies. Ah, Look pen. at Argentina recently with the World Cup. Amazing. Amazing. It can galvanise and unite warring nations. We saw, what, World War One at Christmas Day when they had a truce, came out of the trenches, and it was Germany versus the Brits in a game of football. Fair grudge match. Amazing. The apartheid, uh, South Africa, with Mandela. That was huge. Well, that's kind of where I'm thinking these days with Russia. So back in the day, the world said, hey, apartheid, not cool. <laughs> that's exactly what they said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the slogan. Apartheid, <laughs> not cool. <laughs> but they didn't have the clout of Russia. So yeah. I don't know if the same thing's going to happen here. I just hope that this doesn't distract us. From our main concern, racism. Rugby to us. We see sport washing all the time. Just look at the last FIFA World Cups and there's a reason evil people yep. purge billions upon billions for sport. It works. Sport's important. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. And like everything in life, it's not really important, but of all the unimportant stuff in the world, sport's the most important of the unimportant. Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Have we covered sport and politics? I don't think so. We have, we have, my friend. Look, everything is politics, everything is sport. In the immortal words of the Gurge... Music is sport. I love it. I love I'm it. glad we didn't put any effort into that. Vote one sport. That's all I've got to say <laughs> at the polls. <laughs> it, uh, it, But it lifts our spirits, mate. It transfers what's on the scoreboard into that gorgeous, intangible community commodity of hope, mace. Oh, it does, anyway, mate. It's getting late it in does. the day. Don't get him started on one of his rants.
He's about to fall into it We never prepare anything really But at least we know what the sporting stuff is When I'm like oh we'll talk about politics and sport I just know (laughs) I'm going to talk about Mal Meninga stuffing up And then I'm going to go on a rant about how great sport is That's going to be nonsensical (laughs) I think we did that We did it perfectly Absolutely perfectly Sorry to everyone out there What have we learned? 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 The thing that we've learned this week for well from my from my couch as couch boy. Couch boy. What's couch boy learned? The dolphins are the real deal, my friend. They are going all the way, baby. And the storm are on this dread. They're going down. (sighs) The dogs got them yesterday, but dolphins. Fins up. Dolphins are for real, mate. What do you think we've learnt? Well, I was going to say that we've learnt that Canberra are going to fade, but that's nothing new. And I was going to learn that sport and politics are everywhere and everything and ubiquitous, (laughs) but we already knew that as well. Maybe we learnt that if you need to take a spew in tennis, just jog off the quarter, it's going to hit your hip pocket. (laughs) That is rough. And Mel, Mel? quit your yakking. <laughs> oh, she's probably just drifted off in the next room, you jerk. You've got a pregnant missus and you're like, Mel, Mel. Oh, no, it was just for a shit gag on a podcast no one listens to. Gag. Yeah, appreciate it. Hold my hair. <laughs> I don't remember eating carrot. If you're going to spew, spew into this. Well, I think that's about us, mate. We waffled. It went on for ages and wow. God knows if anyone's still wow. listening. Thanks to everyone who is. We really do appreciate all your feedback. Hey, maybe hit us up with your politics and sport thoughts because we certainly didn't have any. Just want to plug socials quickly. Twitter and Instagram. I would love you to. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe underscore yes. underscore daily. Follow and like our shit, please. But feel free to hit us up with some questions as well because uh, we're running out of Billy's Diary, so we're going to need a bit of interaction. We're going to need new segments. <laughs> we are going to have a moment, though. We are going to burn the bu- the diary and have a very, very big moment on the pod, so you won't have to miss that, which Sonny hasn't heard about yet. <laughs> That'll be some great audio, just crackling paper. It's <laughs> crackling. hope it's a slow burn. Four hours of crackling. We'll do it during the World Sleep Championships. <laughs> P-O-A-S-M-R <laughs> episode. Oh, my God, and still knocks Cox has taken it out with a burning diary. Why is the Seppo commentating like that? <laughs> All right, mate, stay mints until we meet again. I think I said stay mints. Go and get yourself some spag bowl. Uh, until next week, until we maybe do it again next time, mate. Stay mint, and I love you, Mason Termine. Stay mint, Sonny, I love you too. Aww. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's all right. Putin fronted up on the hockey court, on the hockey court, on the hockey uh, ice the other day. Maybe I should speak English. What do you reckon? <laughs> How's the fucking Russian on me? <laughs> I just get a bit of vodka, a bit of Kahlua, a bit of Caucasian, and we're away. <laughs> Absolute gobbledygook from the white Russian in the kimono. <laughs> I said Rodman and Kim Jong un just were lovers. <laughs> I'm pressing stop now.